Hello and welcome back to Technology Now, a weekly show from Hewlett-Packard Enterprise where we take what's happening in the world and explore how it's changing the way organizations are using technology. We're your hosts, Michael Bird and Aubrey Lovell, and this time it's the second of our two-part edition on IT operations. Last week, we looked at the emergence of convergence, and this time we're examining the idea of data presentation and how improvements in our operations can create beautiful data flows for every level of an organization, from the data center to the boardroom. So this time, we'll be examining why the way our data is presented matters to organizations, why it presents such a challenge, and why, despite that, it's important to give every level of an organization insight into their IT operations. So if you're the kind of person who needs to know why what's going on in the world matters to your organization, this podcast is for you. Oh, and if you haven't yet, do make sure you subscribe on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss out. Right, Aubrey, let's get into it. Okay, so let's quickly recap from last week. Here's a little outline of most organizations' IT structures for those who aren't familiar. So traditionally, most organizations feature IT ops who develop, maintain, and support their IT systems. Then there's DevOps who are focused on improving the processes of developing and delivering software. And SRE, or Site Reliability Engineering, who make sure the two play nicely together. Now, traditionally, those areas can be pretty siloed, but last week we talked about convergence and how they are all coming together under the roof of a unified IT. And that opens up a whole load of opportunities because by breaking down walls and bringing together different parts of the IT chain, you can gain some incredible insights and new ways of showcasing your data in a way that brings the most benefit to the viewer, wherever in the company they sit. The SREs will know what the devs are rolling out, and AI will already have identified potential pinch points and mitigated against them. Or the C-suite will have a tech roadmap, and they can understand without layers of management and human tweaking getting in the way. It just means more efficiency and also opens up opportunity. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So with that, we're thrilled to be joined once again by Varma Kunaparaju, co-founder and CEO at OpsRamp, an IT operations management as a service platform that was recently acquired by Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. So Varma, we talked in the last episode about how IT ops development and SRE are coming together. Now today we're talking about making that visible to every level of the organization. So first off, how do we do that? The number one thing that when these teams all coming together, we consider almost like a persona that the enterprise IT organization consists of SREs, DevOps, IT ops, all of them coming on one single solution. So the persona-based access, persona-based views of what they need to do on the converged infrastructure where they can visualize the topology of the application, the infrastructure underneath that is supporting that application's visibility and availability that they wanted to kind of showcase to their partners. If you are a service provider, how you provide that to your end clients. If you are a business unit and you are dependent on IT to see what IT is providing as as visibility, all of that needs to be organized as personas and at OpsRamp, we offer that based on role-based access and it's multi-level and multi-tiered. Any level of the organization, they can see what they need to see and what their underneath uh, levels that they see so that you can really create 
this very nice hierarchical approach to what's going on at the right levels of permissions and right levels of organizational structure that that allows these converged ops to be delivering what they need to deliver to the lines of business. Varma, how does convergence play into this? The convergence plays in two levels. One is basically instrumentation at the level that that needs to be done, whether it is infrastructure or application, but being able to drill down into each of these things from whatever view that one starts at, right? If I start at the application level, being able to kind of look at my application and understand from the application level all the way to the infrastructure that is supporting, maybe in the case of a hybrid infrastructure, I may want to do drill into a storage performance that is really resulting in my application availability. Or if it is an edge to cloud delivered application, I wanted to kind of understand what my SD-WAN impact in the edge case of a, a branch office and how that branch office is getting impacted from an application performance because the last mile in that particular case could be an SD-WAN, could be a network that is delivering that last mile. And being able to see that in a combined view is what this convergence is going to play in terms of delivering IT to the last mile. So Farmer, what are the challenges when it comes to accurately presenting the right data to the right people? And how do we overcome those challenges? I think the biggest challenge here is a lot of data to deal with. One has to figure out what data is valuable and what is just noise. Given this convergence of infrastructure and convergence of various ops people, there's a lot of monitoring and observability data that is getting ingested. And in addition to that, there's a lot of topology information that really needs ingested data to make sense to find that probable root cause. So AI op strategy that is in place will make sense of the data and decide which people need to act on it, right? So being able to kind of make sense of this data and really determine what and who needs to be acting on that is the biggest piece of this overall challenge that needs to kind of address. And are there any sort of user experience, user interface challenges that need to be thought about? Yeah, I think the user interface challenges are number one, being able to take a root cause and and really determine and visualize the topology and the observability data into one single user interface. That's number one. Number two, visualizing and making this visualization of the data to the consumers of IT, right? Allowing the lines of business, showing them and giving them some visibility into what is taking place underneath that is causing this performance problem for their application and showing that key performance indicators that they know that the IT is looking into, right? And that is where the user experience and user interfaces needs to evolve, leveraging the AI ops. Okay, so where do we go from here? What do you think the technology will look like in, say, five years' time? In my view, five years from now, this IT almost becoming like a utility completely is 100% visualized. In my view, five years from now, the infrastructure is not 100% cloud, not 100% on-prem. This edge to cloud and everything delivered as a service, everything delivered as a utility that 
businesses can consume and they can visualize the key performance indicators on what their expectations from IT is is a reality. And as you know, in the last few years, the edge is getting revolutionized with 5G participating in it, with uh, containerized rollouts of applications at the edge where a last mile in a retail store carrying modern application stacks all the way to cloud and hybrid infrastructures participating in that entire chain is a reality. So in my view, five years from now, the IT delivered as a utility where every business unit can truly treat IT as a central piece of their applications. And what they are visualizing is what they are getting as a KPI dashboards that IT is delivering. Absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much, Varma. And uh, we'll be back with Varma in a moment. So do not go anywhere. All right, it is time for Today I Learned, the part of the show where we take a look at something happening in the world that we think you should know about. Aubrey? This week, it's my turn. And research suggests we could be a lot further than we thought from AI being able to think in the same way as humans. A research paper submitted to the Archive, that's spelled A-R-X-I-V, open access platform by researchers at one of the big search and AI companies has suggested that AI is still several generations from achieving what's known as artificial general intelligence or AGI for short. The paper found that even the most advanced current AIs perform poorly when presented with challenges which are outside their area of expertise. So, for example, an AI with access to legal texts might be able to pass a law exam, but it couldn't create an analogy for a law or provide a fictional example of it being used in practice, something humans are exceptionally good at. In short, AI is good at passing on information and solving clearly defined problems. It's still not very good at thinking about things or adapting to new situations. The researchers go on to suggest that this is pretty much an inescapable limit of the way we currently build and train large language model AI. And we're a long way from computers thinking for themselves, which is probably not a bad thing. Wow, that's really fascinating. Thanks, Aubrey. All right, so it's time for questions from the audience. You've been sending in your questions to Varma on ops and dashboards, and we've pulled out a couple for this episode. First question, and it's a great one, comes from Alicia in New York who wants to know to what extent AI will decide what information is relevant or will that always be down to human decision-making? I think AI will assist in a tremendous way. You know, if you look at the alert noise in an enterprise to how the correlation engines are working to kind of really determine that signal out of the noise is the first incarnation of AI into IT. But now applying that on observability data where to find probable root cause, you know, making the topology in reinforced AI machine learning that really brings much more better signal and to automation and predicting with provisioning and predicting what needs to be provisioned to kind of do capacity and capacity management to all the way to the end where automation really drives a large portion of remediation that that is where I think the 
AI is is heading, and I think you know, OpsRamp is already applying AI in solving those some of those ops use cases. And the second question comes from Mohammed in Sacramento, who wants to know what are the best practices when developing a dashboard. I think, uh, in my view, understanding the end users and understanding their roles in their capacity that they are looking from IT is the first order of priority. So the best practice there is to kind of really understand what is the data, right data that needs to be presented and what permissions that needs to be applied for that right data to be presented to those end users is the first order of priority. The most important thing is every IT organization, they wanted to be heroes in front of their lines of business. To make them heroes in front of the lines of business, you know, in some cases, it is posting on some of the performance and availability that the IT is delivering and giving that as a proactive dashboard to showcase to the business leaders is a great practice in addition to what the end user is asking for. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Farma. It's been great to talk. And you can find more information on the topics discussed in today's episode in the show notes. And of course, don't forget to check out last week's episode on convergence. It's linked in the show notes too. All right, we are getting towards the end of the show, which means it is time once again for This Week in History, a look at monumental events in the world of business and technology, which has changed our lives. And the clue last episode was, it wasn't worth much in 2009. It's worth a bit more now. Okay, it makes sense. It makes sense. I almost went there, but I didn't want to be wrong, so I didn't say it. Did you guess? Yes, you did. Happy birthday, Bitcoin, obviously. This week in 2009, the first 50 Bitcoins were mined. Six days later, the cryptocurrency network was made public. Those first few coins are known as the Genesis block. And at the time of writing, would be worth over $1.8 million. And we say would because due to a quirk of the early system, those 50 coins aren't able to be spent. No one is quite sure if that's by design or mistake. Either way, happy birthday, Bitcoin. And the clue for next week? Well, it's 1968 and three little numbers could save your life. Know what it is? Don't call us. We'll call you. (laughs) Oh, I feel like this is a tricky one because I I, feel like there's an obvious answer to it, but I don't think that's what it is. 911? 911, I reckon. I don't know. Is that it? We'll have have to find out. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. Next episode. Don't miss it. Don't call us. We'll call you. Uh, Right. Sorry. (laughs) I think I'm going to put that in my email. (laughs) Don't call us. We'll call you. My email signature. Yeah. Perfect. That brings us to the end of Technology Now for this week. And a huge thank you to our guest, Varma Kunaparaju, co-founder and CEO at OpsRamp. And to our listeners, thank you all so much for joining us. Technology Now is hosted by Michael Bird and myself, Aubrey Lovell. This episode was produced by Sam Datapollen and Zoe Anderson with production support from Harry Morton, Alicia Kempson, Allison Paisley, Alyssa Mitri, Camilla Patel, Alex Podmore, and Chloe Sewell. Our social editorial team is Rebecca Wissinger, Judy Ann Goldman, Katie Guarino, and our social media designers are Alejandra Garcia, Carlos Alberto Suarez, and Ambar Maldonado. Technology Now is a Lower Street production for Hewlett Packard Enterprise. And we'll see you next week. Happy Newish Year. Happy Newish Year.